welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is the 17th of September, 2023. I'm your host, Ben Ostwick, joined, as always, by... Me, Ed Nightingale. Hello. We're in, we're in the same room, and we've once again changed the look of this thing. We were told that we were a little we're bit too... testing. Yeah, we're we were testing. told we were a little bit too small at, yes, uh, last time. But yeah, we are. We're testing, finding a new identity. No, not finding a new identity, because I think we're, we know what we do, but like... Visually, just we're just trying visuals, to make it all. look a little pretty. We've got a new camera now, so we may as well make it look as you know fancy as possible. We try. One day. It's going to be weird like, looking back on this in you know, 100 more episodes time and just seeing how different it is. I was about to say 100 years, and I was like, wow. Well, <laughs> one year. <coughs> Two years will be 100 episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome. This is your home of streaming, gaming, and maybe a little bit of an LGBTQIA plus twist to it, if we... If there's an if there's an angle there, we'll go for it. We love an angle. We do. We like go, going in at an angle. No, no, let's let's no. not let's not get there. It's not. And uh, but those who are watching, I'm still trying to work out why you look so tanned on your camera. I say you're tanned. You this light ain't shade tanned of pink at all. That's tanned for you, and yeah. why I'm so kind of washed out. But maybe it's the yellow. No, it was like this last time. I just look ill on the on that camera for some reason. Maybe I'll switch wow. those cameras around next time. Also, I can look normal. You can look like you look, yeah. Ill. <laughs> you don't look ill, you just look like... I just take go out. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, I'm a vampire. The only t Yeah, you do go out sometimes. Like today you went out to the shop, but it was raining. It was raining. Yeah. yeah. And it was all of 10 minutes. And we went out this weekend. Did we? We did. Went to KuboCon. We did. We did. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. There were lots of people there and lots of cosplayers. A lot of cosplayers. Some very cool cosplayers. Like, yeah, that house. Honest, oh my god, I've seen that everywhere on Twitter now. Yeah, yeah. Someone, yeah, someone dressed up as the the boss house from Final Fantasy VII. Genius. I think the remake version, uh, which we yeah, get was genius. I think to be honest, the most fun was just trying to spot who everyone was and mm -hmm. like trying to work out. Um, Somebody spotted you, Ed. Well, us. <laughs> Thank. If that if that person who saw us, who has seen the Ben Starr interview, and came up to us and said that you know. Thanks on the great interview and stuff. That that made my Thank day. You. Thank you. You Thank made you. my day. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really cool. And uh, yeah, that, that was going on in London. It's KubaCon. It's a different... It's like a Final Fantasy FanFest type thing but rather than actual FanFest, which is 14. Yeah, FanFest is, is 14 only. But mm. this is just everything. And it was. those mix of All everything. All the Final Fantasies. The different styles of Ben Star... Sorry, Ben Star. Of uh, Clive <laughs> Rosdale. Uh, Rosendale. Rosdale? Rosfield. Rosfield, yeah. You were close. One of them. Um, yeah, there's, there were a lot. There were lots of different types. Little different styles. There were. My favourite was the very, very... Uh, trying to, what's the phrase? Very sexy, sexualized, Ooh. voluptuous mm. Sephiroth. Did you see her? No. Oh, there was a Sephiroth with like a black leather leotard with a, you know, the two gifts hanging out. It was... Well, I wish I'd seen that yeah, now. That would have been... We should have taken a photo. Slay Queen. Yes. But yeah, that, that was our weekend. We did we do anything on Saturday. I can't remember. No, that was Saturday. <laughs> yes, that was Saturday. We haven't really done much else. No. Play some games, really. We have. We've been playing games and... Oh, next week... Actually, no, the, the podcast will be normal next week. However, we're going to a wedding. We are. We are. Yeah, the wedding is of... Jizz. 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 They don't like to be called Jizz, but they are Jizz. But we like to call them Jizz. Gemma <laughs> and Liz. Not Jemsy. Jizz. Uh, like we're bed. 
Are we? Jizz in bed. Oh, God. <laughs> All in one place. Oh, yeah. Don't. Well, then you can... Well, no. There are better places. Um, but yeah. Is your dad listening? Jizz, um, their wedding is next Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're away. But yeah, that, that won't impact the podcast. But we'll tell you all about it um, if you want <laughs> next week. If Jizz wants. If Jizz wants, yeah. We will say. Yeah, we will... Yeah, why not? Because the reception does take place in a board game cafe. So maybe we'll be introduced to some new board games. What is your favourite board game? Um, The Game of Life. Oh, the... Oh, that actually, no, oh, as in no, there is okay, a board game yeah. called Game of Life. Yeah. Not, I'm not trying to be wanky. Um, no, Game of Life. You have these little cars and then you put pegs in depending on your partner and the kids you have. I don't want any kids. Um, and you can just... <laughs> Well, obviously, it's like, you know, husband or wife because it's all heteronormative. But you can just put whatever peg colour you want. Put um, your peg in where, whatever hole. Put your hole. peg in a car. Yeah. And then you drive around and you have to... And it's all all the different things that happen in life. And it's whoever gets the most money at the end wins. Oh, I never it's, played it. It's very capitalist. <laughs> I do I do definitely like... Um, what's it called? Uh, Cluedo. Cluedo is good I, because you beat my parents. I beat your entire family at Cluedo. It was... It was quite, uh, you know, I was worried for us for a second because that mm, was the first. Christmas, I would be. That was the first Christmas I'd spent. Yep. At theirs. So, yeah, Do that my was. Parents play board games at Christmas. Do my parents play board games? No, no. Oh no. Okay. We. We 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 socialize. You drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we drink. We talk. We don't need. To, we don't have forced interaction through board games. Some of us need that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we yeah, like I said, my dad will. Like the most interaction we get, my dad's like going, shall I get another bottle? We go, okay then. Um, and then we kind of stumble to bed. That's what Christmas is all about. Well, I look forward to it. Christmas is all about lots of wine, mince pies, and uh, yeah, just, just copious amounts of food and alcohol. Fair enough. From M&S or Tesco. Either or. It'll be a little less uh, homemade, I think, this year for you. That's fine. Okay. I'm I'm up for a different Christmas. I've done <laughs> the same thing every year with my parents, so uh, I'm up for doing something slightly different. Is that what you're going to say to them when they give you food? Like, oh, this is different. I would never say that to your dad. Okay, good. Good, good. So he's very house proud. Exactly. House proud I, and food proud. I know how food proud he is because we are quite similar. Yes. So I, I get him. He does great. I get him. Bacon and crackling. So he's good at crispy meat. He is good at crispy meat. And you're good at the other. Anyway, um, let's talk about I video you were games. Say sloppy meat, there. Yeah, um, wet sloppy meat. Lovely. Also, oh. speaking of the wedding, we are very much looking forward to seeing. <laughs> speaking of uh, sloppy wet meat. <laughs> no, we are we are very much looking forward to meeting lots of people from the community. Meeting. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. We are, yes. There are community, lots of community folks there. Um, so that would be fun. Yeah. I've been to, I haven't been to Bristol since I saw Chasen Status, I think, in a DJ set, and I wasn't drinking. It was, I was literally How standing. How could you not drink for that? I don't know. It was, it was horrible. Somebody but, else. Some people don't drink, obviously. But Chasen yeah, Status is not it's a like sober. Proper, per- it's proper radio yeah. music. Chasen Status is not a sober person's favorite artist. No. Okay. That's fair. Let's talk about games then, because we have been playing a fair few games, which you didn't think you had in any way. Yeah, I was thinking before this, oh, what have I played this week? And I'm like, oh, actually, quite a lot. Mm. Um, I can continue the Final Fantasy theme, 
with Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Oh my god, yes, Ever. Which is a new mobile game, which is a recreation of Final Fantasy VII. And it's abysmal. You were it's enjoying absolutely that. absolutely abysmal. You were enjoying that at the Well, start. I was. I was enjoying it at the start. It it lulled me into a false sense of security. That's what they do. I know. Shocking. Mobile tactics. So, essentially, it is the original Final Fantasy VII. It's Crisis Core, mm-hmm. which is the spin-off with Zack Fair. And then the first Soldier, which was a mobile game from a couple of years ago that now doesn't exist anymore. Oh, the Battle Royale. Yes. Oh, really? But the, Well, I think there was a story with that. Mm. And so what they've done is they've combined those three into one game called Ever Crisis, and it's mission-based. So it's going through the story of all three of those, but bit by bit in different missions. Missions last like two minutes. Mm. So it's probably a bit of dialogue and a cutscene, maybe a battle. That's it. Move on. Um, and I love the graphical style of it. It is, especially for the original, it is taking the the look from the original sort of Lego people but modernized slightly. So they still look very chunky, quite Kingdom Heartsy actually. Um, and then battles are full 3D sort of remakes, or aiming for remake level of uh, of graphics. Um, and battles are a sort of new twist on the ATB system. So you have a number of abilities along the bottom. Actually, it's a bit like 13. Um, you have a number of abilities and then your ATB gauge comes up uh, and, and gradually mm. moves up and it consists of a number of segments so it might be that a fire spell is three segments so you wait for it to go up and then once it does fire is highlighted you click it and you do fire and then it goes back again or you wait a bit longer and maybe get five segments and then maybe that's enough for a, for a bigger spell um, and so that's how it works and you only really control one character in a party of three uh, it's very easy it mostly plays itself because mm. they also attack automatically there were times where I literally put my phone down and they just attacked automatically and I got an S rank at the end and literally didn't even press a thing. So it mostly plays itself until you get to a boss where you have to have a little bit more strategy. You can alternate between attack and defense, um, which buffs either your defense or attacking powers, etc., etc. So on the surface, it's quite cool. It's like a nice, different, fun way of experiencing the saga of Final Fantasy VII. And it forces you, annoyingly, to go through sort of some of seven, and then it jumps to Crisis Core. Okay. So you can't just select, like, one of those three stories. You are mm. forced to do it in a specific order, which is quite irritating, because I just want to play the original, to be honest. Um, I also want to play the first soldier, because one of the big things in this game that they've advertised are some new missions with a young Sephiroth. So it's, like, brand new story mm. that hasn't been seen before, with young Sephiroth. Unfortunately, that doesn't actually exist in the game at the moment. So you have to complete all of what's there and then wait for an update where they're going to add that in. So that's really annoying. Mm. The problem with the game, on top of some minor annoyances with all of that, is microtransactions. It is a a fucking avalanche, you could say, of microtransactions. Microtransactions. Microtransactions, exactly. Um... Every single possible thing in this game that could be monetized has been monetized. That's so weird because you were playing at the start and you were like, there aren't any. Well, there are. There are lots of pop-ups mm. that happen and you just sort of go, okay, fine, I'll close it. But I feel like I've got to a point now where it really, really wants me to pay. 
and there are loads of things you can you can buy red crystals which is your main currency you can buy like a pack of those for two quid or like 70 quid Mm. you can spend that on loads of different things there's a gacha mechanic for different weapons so you've got to spend money on that or you know it introduces a whole chocobo farm and you're like great you can send your chocobo off on expeditions which take a certain amount of time obviously you can pay to speed that up um just every little thing that you can possibly think of Mm. um has been monetized there are like a million different currencies um or different items that act as currencies so it's like there's tickets there's gill there's blue crystals there's red crystals there's various items some of them are materials and they enhance your weapons you can pay for pretty much all of them um it just feels like it's really preying on nostalgia and fans to make money out of this. And by design, it's incredibly confusing. There are, like I say, so many different items, different terminologies. It's just bombarding you with pop-ups. It's it's really confusing to play. If you just want to go through the story and do missions, you can just do that one by one by one, which is fine. But you get to a point where you're just not strong enough. So then you have to go into all the extra side content, which is different daily quests and bonus quests mm. and event quests and whatever else which then give you different items to use to to level up and bum, 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 bum. so you're sort of forced to do all of the extra stuff in order to just get through the story which is all i want to do i uh, yeah i don't think you're the target for that type of thing like those kind of mobile games do exist but they're very rare yeah and there will be some people who will play it and We'll spend lots of money on it and maybe have a good time with it if you've got the money to spend. But I just hate that style of gameplay and style of design. And I refuse to spend money on it. Do you think maybe if you wait until some like later updates, they'll make the earlier start earlier parts a bit easier? Do you think it'll just be like the kind of like the later story stuff that they've released will be the hardest to get into? So when they release maybe the Young Sephiroth, like the missions that include the Young Sephiroth stuff, the stuff that you can't really beat now, will that actually be actually easier to get through, do you think? Probably not, because they want you to pay. So but Yeah, I mean, if, it's, if you're reaching quite a, a kind of big paywall now that's making it really difficult to come, like, continue, do you... I wonder if they'll move that back as they release more things? Because otherwise people are going to be like, I've spent, like, 500 quid on this thing and I'm still, you know, under level for whatever. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised... I mean, maybe they will as time goes on, but I I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it is it is horrible mobile game design, basically. Mm. And it's a shame because I think it's quite an interesting way of experiencing the game on the go. And with Rebirth on the way, mm-hmm. some people, myself included, would really love to replay Final Fantasy VII. And this is quite a nice way of doing it as a little reminder of all these little mini missions that you can play on the train. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it feels really predatory. And I, I don't like that at all. No, I hate mobile games like that. And I've experienced a fair few. Even stuff like, I mean, there are some that will have microtransactions in there, but they just kind of cover up the gameplay. For example, uh, what was it called? Good Pizza, Great Pizza, I think it's called. Uh, that is available on Steam. You can get it. I think you just buy it and then you can play it. But on mobile, you can't buy it you just download it it's free but then they've added all these microtransactions and you wait certain times and then you can see it you can watch an ad i hate that way you can watch it watch this advert and you'll get some currency I hate that. it's like it's just so transactional mm. um and i hate ads in a game just let me pay for a game i'll pay the price of what the game is i mean this 
what this Final Fantasy Ever Crisis one, it sounds like there's going to be some interesting content in there. It'd be great if you could pay a certain amount and just play it. But then if that happened, then they know that they wouldn't get the money from these whales. Well, that's the thing. If it was just the story mode on its own and it was correctly balanced in terms of difficulty with a difficulty curve mm-hmm. rather than relying you to you know do other missions and pay if it was just that genuinely i'd pay a tenner to have that on my phone and just sit and play through the story as mm-hmm. a story mode and just have that i I'd, I'd pay 10 quid for that yeah but they know that if they make it free but then oh you can buy whatever currency in packs of 70 quid mm. people will go and do that Yep, they will. And unfortunately, I'm contributing to this. Not with Ever Crisis, but I have re-downloaded Marvel Snap. Oh. I re-downloaded it, and I have immediately, within seconds of it downloaded, I bought the season pass with 10 levels. I'm, But because I took a fair bit of time off, I didn't finish the last season pass. I think I got it. Mm. I think. Yes, I did, because it was about three or four weeks ago, I think, wasn't it? Um, so I bought it, but I never finished it. And now there's the new season pass, which is, we're currently like three weeks into it out of five and I bought it and I just feel like I'm not missing out. I don't need to do every single weekly quest, every single daily quest because before I was getting a little bit like addicted where I had to log in and go and do it. Um, and now I'm like, you know what? I'll go in and do it. I will get the season passes because I do enjoy them. And also they give you a card that like they, they automatically give you a card that's come out with that season. Whereas if you miss that, then you're going to have to just hope for good luck later on. You probably won't get it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been just doing that, but just been goofing around. I've lost a fair few, even though like my level, my ranking has gone down a lot now because um, I don't know what the meta is. It's Well, I'm going through like all my little decks that I've got and uh, working out which one's working. But so far, I'm just, yeah, I've not found, I've not been kind of, grabbed in fully playing you know 20 games in a row but it's just enjoyable and i kind of wish that i'd got that i'd installed it at the end of the season of the previous season because that's one thing that you can do in the game you can really just you can wait till the last week of the season then it might be four or five weeks and just go and blitz it blitz it um if you want and it can be quite enjoyable because you're constantly (laughs) unlocking things and you're constantly leveling up Whereas if you're doing it as and when they're released, it can be a bit of a slog and it turns into a bit of a chore. Um, but now we're like three weeks, yeah, in the third week out of five. Um, I've cleared quite a few of the missions, but I'm just going in, doing a few and then stopping. Yeah. So I've not been spending I'm just the season pass and that's it. Good. You can Some bu- self-restraint. Yeah, and you can buy a lot. You can buy... A lot of things with money. There are some options where you can spend £90 if you want. Uh, to get certain like gold but the gold is just for like leveling up your cards or buying specific variants of cards so it's more like getting these exclusive looks and yeah i mean technically if you're leveling up your card your overall collection level goes up which then gives you these bonus um like caches to unlock and then they could have a new card in it so you there is a, if pe- people will say that Marvel Snap is not free to is not pay to win, but it is, it can be. If there are some, if there's a card that you're missing, you could technically pay loads and loads of money so that eventually you'll get so many caches that I'm sure the card will be in one of those. Mm. But it's very, it's nothing like, you know, Ever Crisis or or the typical pay to win ones. And it's, yeah. I've I've played like we've got a friend 
uh, who works at Square Enix, but is working who, um, but he plays it constantly, plays it absolutely nonstop. And he sent me his deck, sent me a picture of his deck. Mm, and I bet. Yeah, hello. Uh, thanks for that. Thanks, Luke. Uh, he sent me a picture of his deck. And every single card that he had is like, this is the one I use. I had every single one of those cards. And I just get the season pass. There was some stuff on there that maybe was a season pass exclusive a while ago, but is now just in the general kind of uh, loot pool. But there's nothing... I would. It's not pay to win. And I... I guess it's just giving you options because you pay and that it gives you more chances to get cards and then that just gives you a wider pool of of options in order mm. to make a strategy but it's not it's relatively well balanced yeah in you, that there's it's not like oh if you buy this one card then you know you're yeah. going to win everything i mean galactus was a bit like that and they've nerfed it and it's mm. a bit frustrating to but use things like the only way, the way to get new cards okay you can buy new variants but i don't believe the variants that you can buy you can't i think you can only buy them if you've got the base card so the only way of getting the base card are if you claim one, because I think every season you can claim one of a previous season, which is not paid for. You can use collector tokens to get them, mm-hmm. which you can't buy. It's impossible to buy. And the other one is upgrading your collection level, which you do when you level up your cards. Um, and leveling up those cards, you the, the best way to get level up is just to play the game. I feel like that game is... First, it wants you. It wants people to play them. They, they want people to play it before they want people to necessarily pay money. I think they understand that if a lot of people are playing it and it's a really enjoyable experience, people are going to buy the season pass. People are going to care about their collection and about what yeah, their they, cards look they like. They get hooked on it first and then think, yeah. oh, right, now I want to maintain that and I want to do more. Yeah. And, then, and then you spend money. It just does not feel as predatory whatsoever as a lot of them. Yeah. Speaking of predatory, I've also played another mobile game. Oh. Going into another one. Um, I've played... Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Oh. I've played a few hours of it. And how has that been? Because I downloaded that when that first came out a good few years ago now. Yeah. And I played it for like a day and was like, this is terrible. Uh, it's it's Animal Crossing Mobile and it's enjoyable. It's oh. just kind of... There are monetary bits in there. Um, um, Like there is monetization, obviously. But I'm still quite early on in it and it's similar to Ever Crisis, I bet, where the games, where they do that, and then later on you're like, oh no, I need all of this. I want to buy some, and then it starts becoming more expensive. But it's weird because they have like subscriptions. Like there's one that's, let me see if I can find it. A subscription for what? They have subscriptions for different ones. Um, Let's have a quick look. Because they have, but they've got a subscription that's, oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, They have a subscription that's 79 cents per month. Per month. Per month. So they've got different subscription levels, but they've also got lots of different subscriptions. Um, I'm just waiting for it to load so I can see. Um, They obviously have their, you know, little, their daily quests or they, you know, the the missions and various other little things that pop up. before you do that, what is the objective of the game? I think it's to level up your character. So your your character levels up, unlike Animal Crossing New Horizons. Okay. And to get friendship levels with people, with other um, characters. And as you increase those friendship levels, you'll unlock certain currencies or maybe items, various things by chatting to them. And it's sometimes nice to just wander around and chat to them. So I've just logged in now and I got a calling, two calling cards. And he goes, next time your login bonus will include an alpinist, alpinist, alpinist's hat. Alpinist? Yeah, alpinist's hat. 
And now I've got another login bonus. I got 5,000 bells. Next time your login bonus will include a brown gift. Lovely. Gen genuinely says includes a brown gift. I mean, it looks. It's a little pyramid in like brown wrapping paper, but sure, it might just be a shit in a box. It's a shit in a box. Uh, so Enjoy I got that. that. Thanks, Tom Nook. That's my login bonus for today done. Oh, and a turn tournament result. I got a wood fish tournament, a wood fish trophy because I got 171 centimeters of fish yet last night. But you did. Um, I'm still not quite sure how to change my character. So he's a little skinhead ginger kid um, okay. with a red nose, which is fine. And, and now it's, oh, here we go. Like there's another thing that's coming up. Um, Sable's sewing spot, Mabel's reading spot. I'm always working at the shop, so this is a nice change of pace. So I think I can go and place... Yeah, I can go and visit Mabel and Sable's uh, shop. Okay, but now, once I've logged in, it's like, okay, here, there's a little exclamation mark. And I'm like, what's the exclamation mark? Oh, it's uh, in my mailbox. But there's a thing called free trial. And you go, click on free trial. What's that? That sounds interesting. And here we have the happy helper plan, which uh, the happy helper plan... Um, Gives you 60 leaf tickets per month. You can walk around with your camp caretaker. So like one of the camp villagers, like one of the villagers, but it's not your village because you're in a camp. Yeah. Um, they will go and like help you and do various things. That is $2.99 a month, but you can get it free for one. Um, there's a furniture and fashion plan that gives you another type of currency. Five cookies each month. You can save your layouts, which apparently you can't. More room to dress your best, which is good because I need to work out how to actually dress myself. Um, but you get five fortune cookies each month. You can save the layouts on your saved so you have different sets for your camp. So you can, you know, you can just go and cycle through whichever set. Okay. You can save 20 more outfits. You can buy discounted items from traveling merchants and use the album feature. You can react using special stamps. Uh, crafting times are shorter. So when you craft, I had to wait a minute to craft uh, a sofa yesterday. Okay. So it's one of those timed ones a bit. Um, but that one is $7.99 each month. And then there's the other one, which is uh, memory, Many Memories, which gives you like um, 20 leaf tickets, a planner design, sticker shop, step count sticker in your planner, and all these other little things, and that's 79 pence. So I guess it would be a dollar a month there. But they've like there's lots of, there's that, and it still pops up, but you've still got a million other things to do. There are loads of quests, loads of goals, those are like dailies, weeklies. There's various like squares that you have to kind of tick off. But you can just goof around in it if you want. You don't need to do that. If you want to make friends, you just chat with people and you, they might have a little quest for you to do. But so far, I've not reached anything where I need money. And I've got, you know, we said like for the 79 pence a month, you get 20 tickets. Mm -hmm. I've got 213. And I had, I think I had about I think I had about a thousand at one point. So it's like, it doesn't seem too much, but like you can buy them separately. And it does cost a fair bit. So for people out there who maybe got really into, uh, really into New Horizons during mm. the pandemic and all of that stuff, w would you recommend that mobile game? Uh, I don't recommend any mobile game with microtransactions, with so currencies no, and stuff like that, except for Marvel Snap. <laughs> it, it's nice, but just be careful. Like, just go and play it as... Which I think Cafe Ella, who is a streamer, and she loves a kind of cozy, relaxing games, Animal Crossing style. She's like, she logs in, and she'll just go in there and just have a little kind of chill time for 10 minutes, maybe talk to a couple of people, do a little bit of fishing, that kind of thing. And you can ignore all the other stuff. Yeah. So far, that is why I'm, I'm aware that you can ignore that, whether 
later down the line it becomes a lot more aggressive i don't know but i don't know how aggressive nintendo would be with a game that's probably going to be played a lot by children yeah they probably want to be fairly careful mm. i guess um but yeah it's still a mobile game you've still got to make money out of it even if it's free to play and there are the big transactions like those uh, little tick so there's certain tickets that you get and i think you can use a ticket to like instantly craft something maybe if it's a bit more details you can right. get that but i mean i've got 250 of those tickets and i was making a sofa and it needed one but you can buy two and a half thousand tickets if you want for 80 pounds um but i get those ones to me seem a little bit unnecessary and maybe for the people that just want everything immediately now and where and i think maybe the monthly ones maybe a parent says okay you know what I'll get you this one. You'll get eight pounds a month and you get your free little things. Now, don't ever bother me for any money. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that's what they've done there. I don't know. I don't mind it. it. I might play it every now and again when I just want something a bit chilled. If Marvel snaps piss me off, then I'll, uh, I'll go and relax with likely. that. Yeah, because yeah, like, when you have a really stressful game, you like to relax with something chilled, don't you? That's what you did there. Mm -hmm. Also a Nintendo game. Uh, Pikmin. I saw credits on Pikmin. Uh, today. You're actually further than me now. Slightly, because I've gone... Basically, you see credits, but it's quite obvious that the story is not complete at that point, and you haven't collected everything at that point because there are ongoing missions, so it's obvious that there is a lot more. I don't know exactly how much more, but I've at least gone to the next area. Mm. Literally, the next bit is a whole new area that you haven't even been to before. So I've done a little bit of that. But just in general, Pikmin is super chilled. It's pretty easy. Even if you have a moment where you accidentally lose a load of Pikmin, you can just rewind and try again. Have you 100%ed all the first four areas? Yes. So you've got 100 Pikmin now? Yes. Right. I wonder if you get any more. I think 100 might be the most. Maybe. Um, but I suspect there are more onions to get. Yeah, different types. For the different Pikmin. types. Yeah. So, yeah, and you want to upgrade Ochi and get all the different items and there's still there's still a lot to do in the game um but it's like i said it's super chilled it's relaxing it's a fun sunday afternoon game to just not think too much um yes there's puzzles and there's sort of multitasking bits but it's not an overly complicated game and i quite like that about it it's just it's fun and creative without being difficult mm. um and sometimes that's what you need um, especially as I have a tendency to play quite difficult games um, sometimes. So let's I've move not on played, I've not played Armored Core this week. Um, yes. but, but I will be playing Liza P next week. So Can we hear about that? Yes, that will be next week. Tuesday? Uh, yes, I'm going to be playing that on Tuesday. So, so next week's podcast, I'll be talking about Liza P, which is uh, a whole of the souls like to talk about. So that'd be nice. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, yeah. But what game has been... What game have you failed to win? Well, there's two. There's two. The first is F-099. Now, this was announced at the Nintendo Direct this week, which we will talk about a bit mm -hmm. in the news. But this is... It was newly announced and was, was released straight away. It follows Super Mario... 35. Uh, yeah, I corrected you, didn't I? Thank you. And Tetris 99, <laughs> mm. in that it is a remake of like a SNES game or NES game where it's remade as a battle royale. 
and you're up against 99 other people. Um, with Tetris, it was just, you know... It, 99 you, or 98? Sorry, 98 other people, so there's 99 in total. All no, right, you're game, not good with numbers. Game ass. Yeah, All right. you and your numbers. Um, so Tetris was, was you getting as many lines as possible in the game uh, and, and uh, you know, trying to beat everybody else. And you get knocked out one by one until you're the last person standing. I got fourth once. That's very good. I like Tetris. I'm a Tetris fan. I am I'm not. not very good at it. I'm useless at it. I love F-Zero. And I feel like I'm quite good at F-Zero. Not yeah. in this game. Okay, well. So you are racing against 98 other people. And you're probably thinking, how the hell do you fit that many people on a track? You can't. Uh, that's kind of the point. So it's actually at the very start, it's like a really wide track. Okay. And it's got all of them lined up, like all of you in like sort of what, well, two rows, basically sort of jagged. Yeah. Um, And you basically all race down this funnel onto the track mm. and then you do the track and it's four laps. And it's utter mayhem. So one of the things, for me, what I like about F-Zero is that it's quite pure in terms of racing. So you don't have items like Mario Kart or Wipeout, obviously basically copied F-Zero. Uh, Wipeout has weapons like guns and, and the shock and mm. all that kind of stuff. F-Zero isn't. It's just you racing and you can bash into people. You can spin to like smack into them and mm. basically hit them off. But it's quite sort of elbows out brutish. It's more like speed. You know, you want to just beat everyone. And it thrives on that sense of speed and it thrives on grip and tight controls uh, to get around these like really, really windy courses. But with 99, it really puts the emphasis on aggression and battle because you are basically racing in a washing machine. Mm. It's it's all like a pinball machine. Like you're bouncing off everybody else all over the place. So it kind of feels like you're stuck in traffic constantly and you can't quite get through. Now... It's little twist that it adds is the super boost, which takes you to the sky track. Saw that. So as you hit people, especially if you do like a spin attack on them, this yellow energy comes off. And when you collect that, your meter goes up. And when that hits the top, you press the boost button and you go flying upwards onto the sky track. Mm. That is a streamlined version of the track. So Basically, if there's a really windy bit of track, you want to use it beforehand. Okay. it will be a straighter version to then overtake mm. everyone above. So you don't have to drive through everyone, basically. Yeah. So a lot of the skill and the strategy is around when to deploy your super boost mm. at the right moment. But you are rewarded with more yellow energy as you smack into people. And if you can KO someone, so if they're really low on energy and you hit them, you get a massive surge in yellow energy. Um, which then helps you uh, to to get to the sky track again. So basically, it really rewards aggressive play, and that's just not really how I play F Zero normally. I like the skill of understanding the track and speeding ahead. So it's just carnage, mm. pun intended, and it makes it luck based. I think more than anything. Um, also, when people get knocked out. It doesn't mean that they're out of the out of the race entirely, because what it does is it then adds them in as this sort of weirdly controlled little character or, or machine um, that you can then steer into the other races while they're still going. Mm. So the track still feels clogged up with mm. 99 people, even though people are getting knocked out, which is 
annoying because you just never really have clear space. Yeah. So there are other modes. Yeah, but I say, haven't you won in like a team battle before or something? Yeah, so there are other modes. So there's the 99 mode, which is the main one. And then there are other modes which rotate. I think it's like every 10 or 15 minutes, it rotates what that mode is. So sometimes it will be a mini Grand Prix and it's three races mm. and you've got to try and get through all three and get sort of between all three a top mark rather than just be winning one. Okay. Um, or it might be that there are pro tracks, so it's the more difficult tracks. Um, I should say this is all based on the SNES game. So it's SNES graphics, it's SNES tracks. Um, you have a choice with the main mode. You have a choice of two tracks that you can vote on. It tends to be the same sort of four or five, but then there's a pro track thing you can go through. And then there's the team battle, which is probably my favorite, actually, because it just splits everyone 50-50 into two teams, mm. so like pink or red, uh, pink or green. And it feels almost a bit like Splatoon mm. in that you're as a team. And it's not just about who comes first in the highest position. It's about how many KOs you get and how much damage you do and how many spin attacks you do. So even if you're right at the back, you can still smack into the enemy and like contribute to the team. Does that keep people like there till the end as well? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. DC in. So, and then it becomes a team effort and it's literally you win or, mm. win or lose based on your team. And that's really cool. So I quite like that. The best and worst mode is the Grand Prix. So as you complete all of these different modes, just by experiencing it, your your meter goes up, your experience meter goes up, and you get gold tickets. Mm. You can spend those gold tickets to go into the Grand Prix. And that is, I think, like once a week they're doing that, okay. sort of over a weekend. So that's when you can spend all your tickets. And that is, I think, five races, uh, one after the other, and you've got to try and get through them all. But after each race, it whittles down the total number. So it starts mm. with 99, and then it goes down to like 75, and then it goes down to 50, and then it goes down to whatever. So by the time, if you if you can get to the last race, I mm. think there's probably only 20 people on the track. So suddenly it feels much more like a normal F-Zero game. How did you do in that final race? I have not got to the final race yet. And it, it's pissing me off because I feel like for me, that's the real like meat. And that's the real test of this game is to get through that. And it, you know, you start off thinking getting through the first race isn't too bad. As long as you manage your energy, you can get through it. You should be fine. And by the time I'm going through those races, I am on the edge of my seat. I'm my teeth are clenched and my I'm gripping the controller. I'm sweating. I'm screaming. And I'm thinking it just keep I'm like the final corner. Just keep boosting. Just keep boosting to get to the end. And then someone hits me right at the end and I explode. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You did shout that a few times. If I heard that a few times today, but I think that was a different game. Yes. What? Um, you know, didn't you get killed on the line? Pretty much. Yeah. And that's happened more than once, which is my fault for boosting on the final straight, trying to get to the end mm. uh, to beat everyone. But um, yeah, it is. It, it feels like it's more luck based than anything. And it is not the F-Zero game that I would like. They have not released an F-Zero game since F-Zero GX on the GameCube, which is one of my all time favorite games. And this is not quite the return that people want. Um, Miyamoto has said or has always said, and this is for every game series, but particularly F-Zero is when it's come up. He's always said that for a new entry in a series, there needs to be something unique and different for it. They're not just going to repeat the same gameplay with a lick of paint. So that's why when you look at Mario Kart, for instance, everyone has been different. You know, with the GameCube, it was going for two players. With the Wii, it was tilt controls. Um, with Deluxe, it was the, the sort of anti-grav tracks. So who knows what they'll do next? Um, 
And that's what they want to do with F-Zero, but they're like, oh, we don't know what to do. It's really easy. You just make it online and then you let people design their own tracks. That's all you have to do. And then just put it in HD. Just give us that Nintendo, please. Um, so they haven't done that. They've given us a weird little battle royale mode. But as an example of F-Zero online, I actually really like it. Okay. In that if this was a mode mm. on top of like a tournament mode online mm. in, in a sort of standard 30 player or whatever that it, that it normally would be. If this was an option as part of an online mode, it would be great. And I think this is a good example of what they could do. And I'm really hopeful that it might give them a kick up the arse to actually bring back F-Zero. Hope so. We'll see. But they brought back Mario after bringing out Mario 35. Of, of course. And Tetris, you know, that, yeah. that long lost series. And there's been another game that's really wound you up. Before we go and have a look at what other people have been playing, um, what's the other game that's been... Well, actually, and also when I talk about what game I've been playing. True. So, it's not out yet. It's out on Wednesday, oh, publicly. Yeah, exclusive. Um, but there has been a public beta um, this beta. weekend. Beta or beta? Beta. It's not... I think beta... Is that, a, is that, is that official? Beta. Or is that I think, just... Actually, I think beta might be American. A beta. 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 A beta. Better. Should be better. I wish better. it was better. Better. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, there was, there was that this weekend. So I've been playing that. And beta. that is... Let's see. Wait, wait, wait. Beta. 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 There we go. It's a beta. Barely know Um, And this is for a game called Party Animals. Woohoo! which is one of the most wishlisted games on Steam, if not the most wishlisted. It's, it's weird because it's coming out on Game Pass. It is. It's been a couple of years coming. People have been very excited about it. I played the early access about three years ago, two years, no, it was two yeah. years ago. It was 12, 2020, so 20, yeah, it's been three years. Yeah. And essentially, it's gang beasts with a lick of paint. Mm. In, 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 in essence. Yeah. In that it is a party game where you battle people in an arena, but it has silly controls and very silly wonky physics that is meant to be very slapstick and, it's got weapons and, as well. and funny. Gambies never had weapons. No, exactly. There are weapons in this as well. And there are different arenas with different obstacles, um, like Gangbeast, but some of them have different modes of play. So, for instance, there's one where it's not about hitting people off. It's about getting an electric ball and throwing it in the goal. Um, but the ball explodes if you're not careful. So there's little oh, modes like that. that. Yeah, there's little modes like that as well. It's not just battle. Um, I will preface this by saying that I don't like gang beasts. What? Why not? I don't like it. Why not? And I know that that is maybe controversial because a lot of people love it. Mm -hmm. Especially my community. Yes, exactly. And I've played with people. I think I appreciate that it's a silly party game. It's a and party when you, game. When you play with other people and you, as a party and you have fun, that's fine. It's not about winning. It's about having fun. Okay. And that's, this, this is my real, this is my real, um, conundrum with party animals. Cause I think it's probably better than gang beasts. Yeah, I think so. I think it looks better. I think it sounds better. I think there's more variety. Um, I think it, it, it probably runs better. Um, it's just, I really struggle with this kind of game because I am very competitive. And I've noticed that. I genuinely think I might actually have anger problems 
And oh, I could tell you that. Games like this yeah. really bring it with out games. with me. You definitely have anger yeah, not problems with, um, with games, and and this really brings out the worst in me. And I don't like myself when I play this. Same. I mean, there, there are other <laughs> games that have. <laughs> no, no. Genuinely, there are other games as well that you know. I'm like, okay, because I don't want to say to you. This is an intervention, by the way. Thanks. I don't want to say to you, it's only a game, because I think that makes it worse. It does. It, that's patronising, and I don't like that. No. Because there's things like, yeah, Elden Ring, for example, you were getting very well, angry at that. We talked last week, okay, but we talked last week on Inbox about difficulty in games. And I don't mind difficulty in games if I know it's difficult, and if I feel like it's fair. So, at least... For the sort of challenge that I like, the Souls games for me are a good level where because the controls are responsive and because it gives you all the tools and because you can level up and grind and whatever, there are ways of getting through the game. So it always feels like it's fair. Mm. There's always a chance of getting through, even if it feels difficult. What irritates me about Gang Beasts and also Party Animals is the fact that it is specifically and purposefully bad. Like the controls are bad. Maybe you just have the got it physics right. are bad. And it's on purpose because it's meant to be funny and slapstick. What you're doing is completely wiping out the, the necessity of skill. And it's just pure luck of button bashing and hoping that you get people in the right way. And it pisses me off because I end up losing and I feel like it's not my fault. And it's because the game, like the number of times in Party Animals, okay, you can pick up weapons this time, right? So say I go and pick up a, a crossbow. I walk up to it and I press the button to grab it. And your character just grabs everything but that weapon. They will grab the person next to them. They'll grab the <laughs> floor. They'll grab it's like funny. the environment. It's not funny. I want the stupid little dog to pick up the fucking crossbow. <laughs> and it doesn't. And I don't expect that. I expect the game to work. And the game does not work on that level. And that pisses me off. But it off. turns into like some kind of, you know, bullet hell shooter if it's just going to be everybody's going to get a weapon immediately and start firing everywhere. Well, no, because there aren't that many weapons. Hence, if you're next to one, you're like, oh, I really want that. And then your character does everything but pick it up. Have you tried holding then they the button? Do, yes. Then they do pick it up eventually. Or they, they drag it with one hand and you've got to swing it round into two. Mm -hmm. And then they start shooting and you can't aim. So you end up missing every single time and you're like what was the point I can't wait to in play picking you. up this weapon because it's utterly pointless by which point someone's already run over and headbutted you picked you up and thrown you off and you're like great well that much lasted 10 seconds and i did absolutely fuck all and it was not my fault because the controls would not let me pick up a weapon and apparently that's fun you ever considered therapy no i've considered not playing this game um the thing is Pikmin. So, so, yeah, well, that's what I went and played. The thing is, like, I also, with Party Animals, I have been playing this myself alone online. And that means that you're playing with other random people. And if you're playing with friends, you can kind of forgive them a little bit yeah. for being annoying. A little bit. Just, just a little bit. But when it's randomers online, I'm like, who are you? Who do you think you are to beat me? Is what's you're going laugh, through my you're head. You're laughing, but that's exactly <laughs> what he thinks. Just because I'm like, just give me a chance to like get to grips with this and like uh, try and win. And people just, when it's just somewhat annoying person, I'm like, this is just irritating. Is the problem to me. you think you're better than everyone else? No, it's just, I want the chance to get better. And the game doesn't give you that because there's no skill involved. Is there a CPU mode? No. 
There's no CPU Training. mode. I'm also looking through it. I don't think there is couch co-op. Mm. So I think it's online only for co-op. So that requires you to have eight friends. Yeah, I've got at least. Well, seven friends and yourself, because mm. I think you can do eight people, basically. Um, playing online, you want to have voice chat, so probably Discord. Mm-hmm. Be on voice chat, and I think it's cross-play as well between Steam and Xbox. And on Xbox, it's on Game Pass. So in theory, lots of people will have access to this. Oh, yeah, and alcohol. You'll need yeah. alcohol. And if you have all that, you'll probably have a really fun time. I'm going to have a great time next And week. that's fine. And and to dip in and out, especially you and the community playing it on, on Twitch... That is honestly the perfect way to play this game. Oh, I loved it. And I think time. you'll have a lot of fun. It's just that for me, playing it over this weekend, it's just been me on my own playing against random people. Also, a lot Getting of it... so angry. A I lot was of streaming it, in this room. I could hear you scream. I could hear you shouting through... Like, the, a closed, like the door was closed for where you were in. So in the living room, there's the hallway here you can see maybe behind me. And in here, while I was streaming, while I had a game through my earphones... I hear you fucking asshole and things like that coming from the living room. Sorry. It's quite funny, actually. There were people in the chat that could hear, actually. Probably. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Because a lot of it is team-based as well, if you're playing with randomers online, you're not communicating with them. Mm. And there's no way of communicating with them because it's too fast-paced and frenetic Mm. to be able to communicate. So... Like, if you're literally just playing on your own solo online, it's literally the worst experience. What's and the... It, the thing is that that's, that's not the way to play the game. But then don't make it... Don't allow people to play it that way. Just make it, like, a party game that's, that's only multiplayer. What's um, the um, progression like? What do you get? Can you? So that isn't available in the open beta. Beta, yeah. Oh, we said beta. You just said it yeah. was beta. Oh, so I'm beta. saying beta. Um, that's not available in the beta. The beta is literally just playing online modes. So there is um, progression in terms of you collect currency, but that is only to buy cosmetics. So you can dress up your characters. I should say there is a there is a huge range of characters. Mm. I played as the Corgi, which of is course. the mascot. of. I play as the Psyduck. Yes. Um, the Corgi is kind of the mascot of the, of the game. And that's because it's the, I think it's the lead developer's wife's dog. Okay. I think I, I think I, is what they told me in an interview. Um, so it's the mascot. So I feel like it's sort of the basic bitch choice, but also I love Corgis. So I'm going to choose the Corgi. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can dress them up in silly outfits and it's, it's cute and it's funny and it's adorable, but it's just infuriating to play. So I think the way to play it is to play with friends in an eight-player match. And I will withhold, I guess, judgment on that until I've given that a go. Because I think that is the the optimum way of playing that game. And it probably is fun. Um, I think, for me, there's, just, there's a real fine line between a funny game and an anger-inducing game. And slapstick is really funny when it's happening to other people. But when you're the person that's being smacked around and you can't do anything about it, it's just infuriating. And there is just, there is very little skill between those two extremes. And so for me, it is a recipe for disaster. I mean, you get angry at golf with friends. Oh, that game is stupid as well. I won every single game. Yeah, of course you did. Twelve Was it like 12 games or eight? luck is what that was. Oh my God. Every single game. Um, just very quickly, I'm still going with Baldur's Gate 3. I finally got past a bit where I got to before, so I'm like, 
yeah, I'm no longer kind of retreading the old ground. Furthest you've ever been. Exactly, and I've, uh, I'm enjoying it. Although I have dropped into a couple of areas that I think were uh, like level five areas, and I'm level four, so I've backed out of those. Um, I'm just going to go and do some exploring because I think a lot of my side stuff, the side missions that I'm doing at the moment, are kind of based on doing stuff with your companions, and it's like travel with this person. So. I think I'll explore those later, but I just need to go and do a bit more exploring before I kind of move on with, you know, Act 2 or whatever the next part of uh, of the game is. So, yeah, no, still really loving it. The one thing I've noticed, and I don't know, I haven't seen anybody ever mention this, and I don't know if it's because I'm listening with headphones or if it's on PC, if there's a little issue there. I feel like the audio quality of the dialogue by different people sounds different. Like, they're obviously okay. recorded them separately not in the same booth with the same microphone or anything so sometimes it's weird that the quality of someone's when they're talking the quality is different to the other person who is talking mm. which kind of i don't know it just cheapens it a, a tiny bit um, but the fact that absolutely everything is voiced i've got to the goblin camp uh which is like one of the first like big big places i think you go to i have done zero fighting there how yeah, I haven't done any. I didn't do. A, I didn't kill a single person, except for the person who, well, the person who trapped me. Not a single fight. Wait, who trapped you? I didn't get trapped there. Well, not trapped, but well, yeah, I got imprisoned by so, a certain person. So there's the goblin camp, the sort of town bit, and then you go back into the temple bit. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and then in that area. Mm -hmm. They were uh, friendly. Have you... Well, yeah, they start off friendly. Yeah. Did you have poo on your face? What? What? When have I ever had poo on my face, Ben? That is a rhetorical question. Do not yeah. answer it. Well, no, I've no. never had poo on my face. No? No. No, okay. Did hmm. you... Have you met... Um, oh, wait, there is a bit where you can get poo thrown at you, isn't there? Poo on your... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that. Okay, well, I did, and... I, it was neutral then the entire time. Interesting. However, then I went to meet somebody. So this is not necessarily spoiler. Well, it is a little, because we'll all try and be loose about it. But there was one person who then I was one-on-one -on -one with later. I think the, the the chief. Sorry about this background noise. There's a fucking boy racer outside. Um, but then we had one-on-one. -on -one and then I refused because I'm playing. I'm playing the be a dick playthrough. So I'm just being rude to whatever anybody says to me. Um, if you go to youtube.com slash biggestbenish, you'll see everything put on there uh, in top quality 4K, not 4K, but 1080p, very good quality. And yeah, I got imprisoned and I was about to get killed. And all of a sudden I was saved by somebody. Did you get saved by somebody? No, I didn't do any of this, I don't think. By I got saved by a employee of Raphael. Okay. I wonder how if you, it was different so, for your experience. Okay. So what I'm just going to outright say okay. what I did. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Spoiler alerts. If anybody, you check the show notes because I'll probably put it on when you can skip. So this temple area, because this is this was the point where I got irritated by it and I changed the difficulty. Oh, you okay. got all the way there. Because this is, I've been in well, I 12 went hours the, in now. Yeah, but I went to the goblin camp a lot earlier than mm. you did. So when I went there, I got through the, the first bit and I went into the temple area. And then there's like, there's three goblins that you're meant to kill. Oh, I didn't kill them. Um, and there's someone that you're meant to save as well. 
Mm, um, oh, I don't think I've been there yet. Right. So all in that area. And did, so did you get talking to the three lead goblins? Because there's like a, yeah. a female one who's a sort of um, druidy kind of thing. Yeah, maybe I need to chat to them all again because they're, like, they're, none of them are hostile to me. Yeah, so they don't start off that way. Mm. But then I killed one of them. And then when you do that, the whole place gets aggroed. So to run away, I ended up running through a door and ended up where I saw you were earlier mm. with a puzzle, a sort of light puzzle, and then yeah. you go down into the depths. Yes. And then there's a fast travel bit there. So I was like, okay, well, I can fast travel out and come back this way, and mm. that's fine. Um, and it was at that point that I met Raphael. Oh, you hadn't met Raphael by then? No. Oh, see, I was meeting his protege at the moment or met, met see, someone else that's why i was thinking you've done things in a different uh, yeah. order and that's when that's things are interesting I, that's what i love about it yeah, yeah. like I, so i met thing, him when i went down to the depths and was like yeah. whoa okay who's this guy well down but then after that every time mm. i went into the goblin camp from then onwards i aggroed everyone and then i couldn't get through it and that's when i moved the difficulty down and then i got through it and then all has been well since then yeah no the goblin camp so i i was separated i was sent to this prison in the basement, which oh. is kind of close to where that is, to, to where the area down, down below is. Yeah. Um, and I was separated from the other three who were upstairs. But mm. as I was downstairs and I, was, I killed a certain person that had, you know, kept me hostage, the others upstairs did not have any aggro and stuff. They're a bit rude to you. Um, and I've been rude back to them, but they've just been like, because uh, obviously I'm a dick. Yeah. But yeah, weirdly enough, my be a dick playthrough hasn't involved killing them. I have. Some things have happened. Oh. I let a child get killed by a snake. Good. I um, probably deserved it. Well, then I, I talk, did I tell you about this in the last podcast? I can't remember. I don't think so. Because then we, I left, left her. Like, oh dear, she's dead. Um, went outside, and her worried parents were outside because she'd been abducted and taken into this place. And the parents were like, "Oh, what? Well, do you have any news of her? Do you have any news?" And I replied, "Yeah, yeah, she's fine." <laughs> and then oh. one, and then walked off. And then one of the people uh, in my party was like, yeah, we'll, we'll let someone else tell them. <laughs> um, I then tried to pickpocket a shopkeeper. He found out, so I had to knock him out. Um, there's been lots of weird and wonderful stuff happening. I made a child cry. Um, I pickpocketed a dead person, ended up in prison. Have you slept with anyone yet? That's the big question. No, but I did let a vampire suck me until I died. I bet. And then I had to get another person on my in my party to resurrect me. Uh, so it's been quite, and I jumped into a chasm. I also chatted to a, oh God, I, someone's going to, I don't know what it was, some kind of monster, like a, a wolf, like a devilly horned on its back legs type thing. Um, and I convinced it to attack his, to attack the innocents inside a cave. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. So yeah. they, he went and killed those innocents in the cave that I was meant to be rescuing um, and then turned on his own kin. And then, yeah, I, and then I killed him. Oh, no, no, I convinced him to kill himself. Yep, I, I did that I got well. some roll, some good rolls, and he killed himself. And I'm like, great. And I just picked up everything. Then I jumped into a chasm and died. Great. Because I thought that was a hole to go somewhere. No. But no, now I've learned that if you hover over something and it says chasm, don't jump into it. So that's been my experience with Baldur's Gate 3 so far. I'm going to be doing another stream on uh, tomorrow, actually, of Baldur's Gate 3. I think that will be my last one until well, you, Monday, let's say. Yes. Because so tomorrow, this yes. This will be out tomorrow. Although I think I did. Today is Sunday. I think I did start the podcast by saying it was the seventeenth. 
when it's actually the 18th right now. It's Monday. Well, when people are listening. Yes. Uh, so that will be, yeah, today, Monday. And then I think it will, I will be taking a break until November because October is Stream It Beat It month for my job. I work at Great Ormond Street Hospital Charity. We've got a big streaming event going on in October, getting people hopefully to fundraise for us while streaming and, yeah, raising money for the new Children's Cancer Centre. So every one of my streams is going to be something, maybe a horror stream, maybe it's a baking stream, maybe it's Animal Crossing where people can go and donate and plant a flower in the in there or whatever. There's going to be lots of fun uh, and exciting things that I'll hopefully be able to kind of introduce a little bit of a, a twist to make it a, a streaming type or as to make it a donation type uh, thing i've got a few i've got like a week and a half now to i need to think of something as well to think wait a minute i, I said to be supporting you in this you are and i've just realized something what next sunday is still september mm -hmm. so it won't be my last stream of it tomorrow will it no no so i lied you lied Honestly, I don't know. There is know. plenty more Baldur's Gate to come. I've got so much work to do in my head that this is happening, like, on Sunday. But it's a week on Sunday that You've it starts. You've got time, then. You've got time. <sighs> okay, that's actually really good. I'm very happy now. I still have lots of things to do, but... Breathe. If you are a streamer and you haven't been approached by me, uh, I really do apologise, but please slide into my DMs and uh, I will send you a link. There we go. Shall we see what other people have been playing? Let's. And we did this very last minute. Yes. Um, and luckily, people have replied. So thank you. Very, very lucky. First up, Chaddy. Been continuing with Dave the Diver, currently on chapter six, which I think could be the last one. But I'm not fully sure, but I aim to finish it soon. I need to go back to that. That's going to be my... the first chapter. That's so. going to be my off-stream game. Yeah. Might play a bit tonight. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> it's it's getting on the time, bit. yeah. Um, yeah, it will be a good holiday game, I think, as well. Well... I think another game is going to be my holiday game because we're going to be booking our holiday soon, aren't we? Hopefully, yeah. To uh, what are you? What are you going to play? Final Fantasy, tw no seven, the original. Oh, you're going to play that? Yeah, I'm going to play the original on holiday. Why not? Interesting. And so I can I play on the Switch as well. And it means I can't watch over your shoulder. She's going to be fantastic. I'll Honest. still help you if you need it. I don't. If need you it. need, I don't. Okay. Um, Chaddy, I also tried the demo of Sea of Stars, which I enjoyed, but it annoyed me that I died uh, and it sent me back a bit as it is an autosave. Unsure if I will pick up the full title or not. Um, there mm. is an autosave because it saved my life because I was doing a load of stuff um, right near the end of the game and played for about an hour and hadn't saved on a save point. And, uh, and then it crashed and you. I was distraught. But it also saved for a couple of minutes beforehand. So there is an also save. It's just that it's not massively frequent. Mm. So you still need to make an effort to save at save points. Um, please give it another chance. Another chance. I love. I, honestly, I love that game. Absolutely love that game. Mm. Uh, Amanda Sloan crits. I've been playing Starfield. Did I even? I talked about that. Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, we did that Yeah, 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 okay. Uh, and really been enjoying it even more than I thought I would. Same. Even though it's kind of buggy in places, I'm super hooked on the story and my own personal mission to flirt with everyone who gives me the option to. Yeah. That sounds fair. I was like that, but for, with the men. But yeah, no, I, I genuinely with Amanda, I agree. It surprised me and the story kind of grabbed. Yeah, Amanda continues. And Tom and I have been playing Diablo 4 together, which is a bit meh to me. Amanda seems to have a similar tastes in games to us. Amanda's got great taste in games. Particularly, 
particularly as she doesn't like Diablo 4. <laughs> and I'm down with that. Um, the story is okay, but I find it just kind of samey to Diablo 3. We've also been playing It Takes Two, which is maybe the best card game I've ever played. It's so much fun, and we are having a ball solving the puzzles together. Plus, the artwork is so fun. My game of the year for last year? Year before. Year before. Yes, because um, last year should have been Citizen Sleeper. Yes. Because it was unpacking. It and was then Elden it, Ring. Yeah, we, and then the year before was unpacking was our game of the year with It Takes Two Second. Mm -hmm. But I think it should have been the other way around. No. That's why it's um, a joint decision. If you've got, if you've got more um, recommendations for, for two-player games as well, yeah, definitely let us know. We need to play A Way Out. Yes. I think that'd be a good stream, to, stream game to watch as well. Yes. Yuffie, the Disney Dreamlight Valley update. The Star Path is Haunted Mansion and Nightmare Before Christmas themed, and I'm excited for it. Great timing. Uh, I really want the Jack Skellington outfit. Plus, they added Bell and Beast. I'll get to them eventually. The Star Path will probably require me to hang out with them or something. Are you um, ever going to go back to that? I never played it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. I do like it. It's just there's lots to do in it, and... I don't know why I didn't love, love, love it, but I like there was lots to enjoy. I, I can't really even. I feel think like you're why. not a big enough Disney fan. That is true because I think I do if like you some. love Disney, yeah, you. It's like with anything. I think if you really love a franchise, you maybe put up with some of the annoying yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I quite I do like Disney. I mean, Disney for me is very comforting. I don't care about the new Disney stuff. I do not give a damn about the new Disney stuff. Um, like what, like Frozen. Yeah, Frozen I don't care about. Okay. Red. Is it Red? Red? The name of the... Red? Yeah. There's a thing called Red that we watched it. It's Chinese. Was it Chinese? Disney Plus? It was like the allegory for periods. Oh! um, That. Red. I didn't think that was called Red. Red was Panda it? or something? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure it was called Red. Maybe it was. I actually don't remember what it's got. I know exactly what yeah. film you mean, but I can't Those remember kind of things, Rapunzel, I never, what's the one, Brave? I don't, like that, I don't care. Like, to me, Disney is very, very nostalgic. So it's the, maybe not even Mickey Mouse, but like Donald Duck, Goofy, but cartoons of those. Mm -hmm. But like old cartoons that were out when I was a kid. 90s. Yes. That, Late to 80s, me, 90s. that Disney's me, to me is great. But I also have a, definitely have a spot, soft spot for some of the DreamWorks. Like, one of my favorite films ever is Monsters Inc. That's Which Pixar. Yeah. Pixar, DreamWorks Pixar? No, DreamWorks is a completely different company. Is it? Yes. I don't think it is. DreamWorks is Shrek. Yeah. Pixar and DreamWorks, they're the same. Pi no. <laughs> oh my God, they are not. They are you are. kidding me? Pixar is Disney. DreamWorks is totally separate. Are they the same company? While Pixar is owned by Disney and was once a brainchild of Apple Steve Jobs, DreamWorks was found. By Steven Spielberg. Oh. Thank you. Apparently they're not the same. <laughs> they are very much not the same. So Monsters <laughs> Inc. and The Incredibles are different. They're they're both Pixar. Oh. What's what's DreamWorks then? Shrek. Shrek. And some other shit. Oh. Well, it's all Pixar then. DreamWorks is the I one. I promise with... you, all the ones you like are Pixar. DreamWorks, yeah, yeah. I like Pixar. But then wasn't Pixar? Disney? Yes. But then it's not well, it started Pixar as anymore. Own, it started as, as its own company, and then it got bought by Disney, and then they made t Toy Story. What about Hoodwinked? Which one's Hoodwinked? 
No idea. Scooby-Doo? Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, that's very different. Anyway, Disney nostalgia. That's why you don't like this. Yeah, I like Shrek, though. Shrek's great. Shrek. Even Shrek the Halls. Did you like that? No. What? Um, I played it. Right. you at Christmas. Get you in the mood. Something got Not you in the Christmas. mood. <laughs> um, Pancake. I played a short hike. Great game. Have you played a short hike? No, it sounds boring. Oh my God, it's so good. No, you're saying that. It's like an hour. As Dusk Falls, that's the game of the name of the game we were thinking of like a week ago. Was it? Yeah, because we were like, oh, what's the game that your friend's in? Yes. But I always get the, I get confused with like a short hike as Ducks, as Ducks Falls. As Ducks Fall. As Ducks Fall. <laughs> I mean, the short hike is about a bird. Is um, a short hike the one that's, sorry, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you again. What's the one that's like a driving game? I'm guessing not hike. Where it's a driving game. I mean, it's in the title, a short hike. Where it's like a, a roguelike driving game where you have different people joining you on the journey in each time. I'm sure it's on Apple Arcade. I have no idea. Okay. It's not this. Right. A short hike. It's about a bird trying to get to the top of a mountain to get cell reception. You have to collect feathers to improve your flying and climbing abilities, and it's really easy to get sidetracked by side characters and short quests. It's a very sweet story in the end, and I thoroughly enjoyed learning about the main character, as well as the insurance of the island, searching for treasure, playing integrated minigames, and building my skills to get to the top. The payoff ending was also quite lovely. Mm. Oh. Um, yeah, a short hike is great. It's it's a sort of top-down, almost sort of PS1-level graphics, um, but you're this little bird, and um, I think it's a she. She has to fly to the top of the mountain. A bit like Celeste, basically, um, in order to um, to call her mum. But there are all these little quests that you do along the way in order to gain feathers, which increase your fl your flight. And you don't need to do everything to get to the top, so you can do it in literally you can complete it in about half an hour if you really want. Um, but there's loads of, loads of extra bits if you want to go and explore and little stories and stuff. And it's it's really really cute. There's no combat in it. It's just really cute. Sounds good. You should definitely play it. Maybe. There we go. Thank you, Pancake. Great taste. And everybody else. I'm trying to think what it was now, that game. I have no idea what you're But you have like about. different people in your car on each journey. And they go on each you go on a journey each time and it's different and it's probably really difficult. I'm sure it'll come up. I might recognise the title. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Anything else? Anybody else? No, but we do have headlines to talk about. Go on and tell us about that. Let's talk about the news. Ooh. And there's actually quite a lot of news this week. Mm -hmm. But there is one thing that has been absolutely dominating the news this week, and not in a good way. And that is Unity. Oh, dear. Now, Unity is one of a handful of game engines, which people, lots of indie game devs use to make their games. Mm -hmm. And it's owned by a big corporation, um, of various shareholders who have obviously decided that they want to make some more money. So they have basically put in place this new controversial decision to start charging developers whenever games are installed. Mm -hmm. So developers will probably, I guess, pay a fee or subscription or whatever to get access to Unity tools. Think it's subscription. Yeah. yeah. A bit like you would for Photoshop or whatever. It's You know, you pay your subscription. Optionally. Um, 
And then what they now want to add on to that is that every time somebody downloads your game, you have to pay a small fee. And so it could be that that is a really big indie developer that, I mean, they shouldn't have to pay for this, but maybe they've got lots of money. But it could be that somebody like a solo developer, for instance, like makes a game in Unity that completely blows up and is super, super popular. And suddenly they've got all these extra fees to pay for. Now, there are various thresholds that they put into place to make sure that not everybody has to pay, but it's really messy. It's really unclear. And loads of developers are getting incredibly pissed off with this. Rightfully mm. so, because they should not have to pay for this. And there's a thing, have you seen the the graph that shows like how much of the games, of the, like the percentage of how much they're going to make that they have to give to Unity? So it's like if you sell absolutely loads and you put it as a high price, then you only give a small percentage to Unity because based on the way that this works. But there's actually a very small slither of black, which was on this uh, graph, which means that if people, if you price it at this amount and this min- number of people download it, you actually pay more money than you're making. Wow, which is yeah, wild. Yeah, not good. It's just it seems like really badly idea. Yeah, a really bad idea thought out. They also turned around and said that if a game is on Game Pass, then it's not the developer that pays the install fee, but it's the the platform owner. Mm-hmm. Which Microsoft huh. is yet to comment on this from a Game Pass point of view, but I'm pretty sure Microsoft are not going to want to have all these extra fees. No. So God knows what's going on there. Um, there's also um, there were extra reports that came out which were that essentially they will waive the fee if you switch to Unity's level play ad platform. So a lot of Unity games are you sort of free-to-play mobile game or whatever else that use that have ads as part of it. And a lot of games use AppLovin, which is the main competitor to, to Unity. Okay. But if you instead use level play, which mm-hmm. is Unity's ad platform, then they will waive this fee i.e. what they want is people to use their own tools and they're trying to incentivize it. Mm. Um, the head of Unity also like sold off a load of shares like just before this was announced, uh, which I'm sure was locked yeah. in a while ago. I've had a look. Apparently, still, like, it looks, mm. it doesn't look good. Yeah, no, I had a look at this and it's apparently like they tell, they buy and sell shares. Like this person's multi-multi-millionaire millionaire, and he sold like 4,000 pounds of shares and apparently does it like every two weeks and it's, it's a part of the thing to keep them moving. It's, I think someone just saw that and was like, oh, let's make a headline. It's not sinister, unfortunately. I know it's a, like, it's, a, it's a nice article. Well, it is. I mean, the thing is, you can still look at the optics of it. Like, it still doesn't look good. Because mm. like, people won't necessarily know that. And so people will jump yeah. to conclusions. And that's that, not going to look I, good. To be honest, I don't even know if he would know. It's like just the thing that you've got. And when you're that rich, you're like, oh, you, you give it to someone and be like, yeah, move these around or whatever they do yeah. i don't know I'm, ne- I'm never going to be rich enough where i need to even care about that yeah so you will have seen on social media over the past week loads of developers basically kicking up a fuss as rightfully they should mm-hmm. saying that they're not going to use unity anymore people what's difficult is when a game is sort of maybe 70 percent complete and now they're saying right well do we carry on mm. and be forced to pay these fees or at this point do we literally scrap our game and rebuild it in a different engine just so that we don't have to pay these fees. Yeah. And so all these developers are having to make these decisions. And I don't know yet if Unity are going to back down on this and say, do you know what? We made the wrong decision here because mm. there's been such a backlash. Yeah. 
Or are they just going to double down and be like, nope, we're going to try and make money. Is this the end of Unity? Um, it is an absolute mess. But that is, is the big story of the week. Yes. However, there were two little ones that we're going to go quite quickly with. Are we? Yes, because it's half past 11 and I've got two things to upload and edit on YouTube plus a kitchen to clean. So we will do that now. Oh, okay. Sure. Unless you want to clean the kitchen. No. Well, it is mostly clean anyway because I didn't use much when cooking. Um, well, th this is a nice one and it's relevant. Good. Because we are an LGBT pod podcast. Oh, I thought we um, were going to talk about PlayStation and the Switch. There's another one. Um, so you will remember especially that when Starfield came out, yes, there were some people that were moaning about pronouns. Yeah, I did retweet a guy who was ranting about pronouns and got over five, six million views on that tweet. There you go. Because he was a twat. Mm -hmm. um, now, what someone decided to do was to create a mod for Starfield that removes pronouns. And they put it up on Nexus Mods. Mm -hmm. And Nexus Mods have turned around and said, no. And they've taken it down. And they've said that this is not a political statement or an alignment to one side or the other in the culture war, but it reserved the right not to host the mod on its platform. Hosting this mod was not for us, and it is certainly within our rights not to host content on our platform. It's not a political statement or an alignment to one side or the other culture war. We stand for diversity and inclusion in our community, and the removal of diversity, while appealing to many, does not promote a positive modding community. Yeah, I mean, thank the, you, Nexus. Taking Fox. size on the culture war like there is one, like, come on. Just yeah, pathetic. I mean, that's pathetic. But also, yeah, just... Yeah. I saw there's a mod that adds loads mods. of other ones as well. Yeah, exactly. People have said, yeah, we're going to add all the Neo pronouns in. So it's just, thank you, Nexus Mods, basically, for doing the right thing there. They've done that before with things. They have. They have. Um, so, oh, one other quick one as well. Um, Hades 2. There was a blog post um, from Supergiant, and Early Access is going to be launching early next year. So we, it's going to be quarter two, 2024. So we don't have an exact date yet. But that's when it will be early access. Same as Hades 1, it will be early access for quite some time. They don't know how long yet before it's fully released. Um, but yes, we'll be able to play that early next year, which will be great. Um, Good the you. PlayStation State of Play was Thursday night. I don't know, because I was getting really drunk drinking Jaeger bombs and all sorts of alcoholic drinks. That's true. Oh, we were at Waz. We didn't talk about Waz. Oh, yeah. we. Well, you didn't even go to Waz. Well, I didn't, go, I didn't make it in time. Oh, my God. I didn't even talk about the game I was even there playing. What did you play, quickly? Prince of Persia. Was it good? Really good. It was on Switch, though, so it looked really ugly. Okay, but it plays well? Plays well. The combat's fun. The combat seems quite deep, yet it's just really intuitive. Um, Side-scrolling, kind of unlock areas with certain skills, and you go back places, and... I don't, it's not. It's um, a Metroidvania. Yeah, is it? I think, I think it very is. loose. It's more like just a platformer, uh, action platformer with maybe a little slight elements. I think calling it Metroidvania might be doing Well, maybe in Metroidvania the demo you played, they've definitely called it a Metroidvania. Oh, have they? Okay, well, if that's what it is for the rest of it, great. And there was a boss fight that was really, really, really tough, but I didn't play it, but everyone, nobody could beat it. Um, but I think that they've, they'd, add, they'd made this demo so that people who are playing it didn't have the skills that you would at that point in the game so of course it was going to oh, be really wow. difficult okay. yeah but no it looked really low like really poor graphics um but i think that was the switch yeah so play it i wouldn't recommend i mean if you're gonna play it on switch make sure you're playing it handheld because i imagine it looks great and fine on there um but i i will be playing that definitely on pc slash playstation slash xbox yeah whichever one 
I think it's on all of them. Um, so yes, we were at the we were at the WASD party. On oh, Thursday. I also played Tekken and won a match. Congrats to you! First time since nineteen ninety eight. There were the state of play was not great. We watched it back afterwards. No, there wasn't a huge amount in there. I didn't watch it. Well, I did. There wasn't a huge amount in there, but there are two things that are worth talking about. The first is that we now have a date for Resident Evil 4 Remakes Separate Ways DLC. And that is next week. Oh. In a few, days, a few days' time, it's the 21st of September. Now, Separate Ways was a DLC that was added, or an, an expansion, basically a side mission for Ada Wong, that was added in the PS2 version of Resident Evil 4. So it was not in the original GameCube one. And they ported it to PS2 and they added in this extra mission. So basically the GameCube one looked better, but the PS2 one had extra content. So everyone's been expecting separate ways to come to remake. We just didn't know when. Mm -hmm. Finally threw it out and it's literally next week. So you can go play that. Oh, just before you move on. And we're back. I was just quickly grabbing a drink. But if you're listening or watching, you probably didn't even notice anything. Oh, the magic. The magic of editing. Yeah, we could call that editing. Sure. Um, so yes, Resident Evil was, was, was the first big thing from the state of play. The other one is that we finally have a release date for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is coming out on the PS5 on the 29th of February next year. That's not even a day. There's no 29 days in February. They're having you on. Wait, what? Yeah, it's a leap year next year. Oh yeah. I hadn't even clocked that. I was no. just like, oh, it's one of the February. Oh, it's a leap year. Great. Yeah. That's probably why they picked it. Probably, actually. And then um, the next one will come out on the 29th of February, 2028. Yeah. Could do, actually. <laughs> there you go. Um, when was the first one out? There is a couple of years ago now. Yeah. There is a new trailer for Rebirth. There is a lot of stuff in it. Um, so there are summons. They've shown the gold saucer for the first time. They've shown uh, party members for the first time. Some characters you can play as for the first time which you will see in the trailer um so there's a lot of stuff i have written on eurogamer a rundown of the trailer it wasn't so, four years um, it was four it was like a couple of months shy oh. well a, a few weeks actually um so there's a lot of stuff i've done a rundown you can go read it um but yes lots of really really cool things to look for um they've also confirmed at what point the second game goes up to Good. Well, you can keep that to yourself. Okay. Because yep. you haven't played it yet. No, but again, and I don't you can care. Go look up. Yeah, I don't care about trailers that have story spoilers. They're not story spoilers. I don't care about trailers. I, now there's a date. It's great. I'm going to go and watch it. You always do this. I do. I like an announcement. I don't care about other stuff that well, they leak out. Some people out. like to see a game in action before they play it. Yeah. What they've also, there was a little asterisk in the trailer, which said not available on other formats at least until the 29th of May, 2024. She's only three months. January, February, March, April, May. Yeah. Yeah, May. I'm just counting. Um, so presumably... Did you have to count what month May, May is? is? Yeah, I can never remember. Um, what? I don't know. Why? So, What's wrong? That's weird. Why is that weird? You don't know that May is the fifth month? Well, not off the top of my head, no. Why not? 10? Ten? 10th? October. Uh, eighth. Well, now you got August. That's my birthday. Uh, three. March. <laughs> Honestly, well, that's weird. Why is that weird? People know. Everybody knows that. Well, some people have to count. Seven. July. Okay, about five. May. <laughs> We're teaching you. 
It's like a dog. You just have to keep repeating By and they'll learn. Shush. Let me finish. <laughs> anyway, people are therefore, or at least that will be the earliest that a PC version will come out. So with mm. 7, they had to wait a year at least for the PC version. It looks like this will be quicker. Mm. So that's nice. When they say other platforms, they mean PS4? No. It's, this won't come oh, out on PS4. iPhone 15 now. Sure. They mean PC, unless it miraculously comes out on Xbox. Switch 2. Or miraculously comes out on Switch 2, but who knows. Launch title. Um, you can also pre-order the collector's edition on the Square Enix website, which comes with 19 inches of Sephiroth. That's a lot of Sephiroth. It will cost you $350. But how beautiful would that look on our Kallax? Well, if anybody would like to um, donate. donate. <laughs> stick, we'll stick it next to the Wiggler. Which which would be bigger, the Wiggler or actually, yeah. Sephiroth. Is the Wiggler 19 inches? No, that's not 19 inches. No. Sephiroth. I know what 19 inches is, not it? It ain't that. Oh, I bet. Um, so, yes. Lots of exciting news on Rebirth. Go read all about it. And Where? then all on Eurogamer.net, okay. of course. And then, earlier on on Thursday, there was the Nintendo Direct. And that was a much better one, I think. It was better. Um, they announced F-Zero 99, which I talked about earlier. But there were a few other bits that they also announced, um, which I will run through. Um, or at least I'll pick out the, mo the more interesting things. Prince the Princess Peach game, we knew that that was coming. Um, we now know what it's called. It's Princess Peach Showtime. And it's set on a stage... And it's different theatre shows that she has to work her way through. And she takes on different... Um, don't you fall asleep. She wears different costumes for different personas. Um, I mean, it looks... Like a ninja and a chef. It looked like I would enjoy it for an hour or two. At the very least, at least she's not crying and being moody like the other Princess Peach game, which was terrible. Um, we are also getting a remake. What? It's about to say, Trombone Champ. Trombone Champ. Coming to Switch, which I never played. I feel like that would be a good game to play. Now you can. Uh, they are also doing a remake of Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door, which is the best Paper Mario game. That game is phenomenal. You really need to play it. It's incredible. I can play it now. Well, now you can. Now it's a, you know, a new game. Yeah. Literally be playable. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 2, the remake of the 3DS game. We knew this was coming, but mm. they've now said that that is coming out summer 2024. Now, that is interesting because that is the last, I think, of, of these games in mm. terms of the release dates that we know. Yes, yeah, so it's not a massive, you know, huge game. So if that is the big one for the last of the Switch games. Well, this is what we're, we're expecting, basically, is what's going to be the last of the Switch games? And at what point does Switch 2 come out? Because it's widely expected to be at some point next year. Hmm. So does that mean that Switch 2, therefore, certainly isn't coming out until after this point? So is it going to be Christmas next year? Or is Switch 2 going to be like summer next year and actually this is a crossover? Mm. In which case, is Switch 2 backwards compatible to, to still play these new releases on? Has to be. So there's a lot of speculation around that. There is a new Mario vs. Donkey Kong game, which I also think you'd like because it's platformy, but it's puzzly. Yeah, And I, I know how much you like a puzzle game. Um, We're getting the dregs now, aren't we? We're getting like the Princess well, we Peach, Mario Vida. There's an old Luigi's Mansion remake. Yeah, we, we need to... Yeah, we, we're getting dregs. Um, they've also 4. shown the... Um, Metro Prime 4 is not... Firstly, is not dregs. Secondly, is clearly coming out on the next console. Thirdly, <laughs> how dare you say anything bad about Metroid? Oh. Um, the last Mario Kart DLC is coming out this winter. We still don't know exactly when. 
but we're going to get Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, Pauline, and Peachette. Pauline? Pauline and Peachette, whoever the fuck Peachette is. Um, also, they're doing remasters, and this isn't just Switch, this is on all consoles, remasters of Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3. That was probably my most exciting thing, because one yeah, of the first games I ever cool. played was Tomb Raider 2, where you're in the little jungle area, and there are tigers, and you shoot the tigers, but you... I think I did kill them occasionally. Um, but then you have to go into a little hole and then a boulder came down and then you had to run from the boulder and do a jump and it just shit me up. Like, I was generally so it scared. shit me up. Oh, I used to them. be like, I used to be the most, like, what's, an, what's like the correct way of just saying an absolute scaredy cat? You can say a scaredy cat. I was an absolute wimp. When it go. came to like video games, a lot of the time, Aww. even when it wasn't scary, I was like, Aww. like Tomb Raider, I was terrified. Like if I was and in a those strings that come oh. in at some points, that's pretty. But, scary. And like just being in a room on my own, I was yeah. like, this is eerie and weird and creepy. And I'm under in a cave, like I'm in a cave. I, there's nobody else around me. I can't. I'm you know that is just it. Yeah, I I like Tomb Raider. I want to kind of revisit it now, now that I'm not a child who is very you know. To be fair. Scared. <laughs> Tomb Raider is terrifying. Tomb Raider is a horror game. It's I terrifying. think it is, yeah. Like, it's and it's because of the sound, because there is no sound. It's silent for most of it. That's until the thing. the music kicks in, mm. and then it's suddenly like, like adrenaline music, or there's some like horrible animal that comes at you, and the combat's terrible, so mm. you're worried you're going to die. Um, it's silent. It's just you in this eerie environment. It's terrifying. Yeah, games like that, though. I think that was another thing in like in those days. I used to, like 1998 and stuff, I used to find games scary because there was no background music. There was hardly any. It was just complete silence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tomb Raider. I'm looking forward to, be like, yeah, reliving my childhood trauma. Yeah. Um, if you haven't tried Dave the Diver yet, that is coming to Switch. I think that would be good. a great game for a Switch. Great little handheld game. Uh, and When's it out? Um, 26th of October. And then lastly, um, Eastwood is getting some DLC. Eastwood I loved. It was a sort of top-down Zelda anime game. Really, really, really well done. It's getting DLC, which is a farming life game, which is at some point this winter. So on the one hand, mm. it's more Eastwood. On the other hand, it's a very different genre and not necessarily what I would want, but fine. Um, they were the most interesting things from the Direct. So... There's still lots to come on Switch, which is surprising because we are at the end of the Switch life, mm -hmm. the lifespan, really. Um, it's kind of the dregs, but there's a lot of it, which is, you know, which is nice. There's, you know, still lots to play. Yeah, it's a fun, fun console. Indeed. And Pikmin is the only one I really care about right now on it. Sure. I'm looking forward to maybe DLC at some point. Mm. Actually, the Pokemon DLC came out, didn't it? And it wasn't very good. Or it's, uh, it runs really, really badly, even worse of than the course, base game. Of course it runs badly. It's a, it's a Pokemon game. It's one of the most, it's one of the richest companies in the world. Yeah. Well, gaming companies. I know, they? but they, it's not the games that make money and they don't reinvest it. Yeah. Depressing. Hmm. Ed, where can we find you? Because that will be it for us. Um, that'll do. Well, that'll do, that'll do. It's been an hour and a half, which is more than enough. Yes. Um, I'm turning to my grandpa. Whenever it would be like five o'clock and he'd be ready to just go and, you know, sit in the living room and just start singing, you've time got... to go home. And then we're like, all right, guess we're, guess we're going then. Yeah, got to put, you've got your shoes on already. I have, Metaphorically. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any trousers on. Neither do you. Don't tell people that. Or people might, you know. 
well, I won't. I won't put the camera. No, don't you dare touch that camera. Not on that bulge. Anyway, Shut where up. can we find you, Ed underscore Knights with an N? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights with an N, with an N uh, <laughs> on social media. Yeah. And you can see my writing on Eurogamer.net. Excellent. You can find me at Biggest Benness pretty much anywhere. Uh, just stick a one at the end if you can't find me, because that'll be it. Um, but yeah, I'm mainly on Twitch. I stream on normally on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Uh, however, this week I'm going to be streaming tomorrow or today, which is a Monday. Uh, because I'm out on Tuesday night, but also you're going to be streaming. You're, well, you're streaming more Baldur's Gate. I will be streaming more Baldur's Gate. And I'm going to be streaming Liza P. Liza. Liza P. That will be, I'm sad that I'm going to be out. I'm going to a London Icons event. What's that? It's a, it's a, an event for London Icons. Why are you going? Oh, I'm like serving the little mini hamburgers, I think. I don't yeah. know. I'm, Likely. Yeah, I know. It's a thing that's hosted by uh, Great Home Street Hospital Charity. Very nice. There'll be some decent people there. It's mm. decent people. I think decent's a weird word. There'll be some icons there. Nice. Well, we will be back this time next week. Yeah, pretty much. With another podcast where we'll be covered in jizz. We will be covered in... Yeah, we'll be jizzed up. We will be fully jizzed up and we will tell you all about it. Yeah, we will have been... Oh, my God. We've been jizzed up. We'll have been bread or bed. Let, let's not go there. Bye. Bye. <laughs>